Welcome to another episode of the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. I am your show host, Brent. I am joined today on this lovely Friday afternoon by Zach Miller of Intentional Growth Advisors. What's up, bud? How are you doing? Britter, I'm doing great, my friend. It's uh, It's been a good week. I've talked to a couple different lawn care owners. Sounds like the, the business is still rolling with all that's going on in the market, and I've been I've been pretty encouraged to how busy some of our listeners have been. How about you, Britt? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Things are rocking and rolling at Green again. You and I have chatted this week, uh, getting on the same page, moving into these next couple quarters, and have had uh, a couple truck situations pop up. So it's it's ever changing, ever evolving. You know how it is. Making uh, a couple couple decisions every day towards our future. So. Um, but mm-hmm. we are, we are rolling, man. Today, Zach and I are going to join you. We're, we're excited to talk about, um, it, it might be a little controversial and it might go a little bit against the grain of what you hear in our industry right now. So Zach and I want to tackle this topic of route density and we want to talk about what's important about it. Um, should you be worried about route density? And we're, we're going to give just a couple picture this, you know, you're bowling. Here's what we're going to do for you. We're going to give you some guardrails for route density. We're going to give you some boundaries of should you be worried about it, when, what are the parameters. And so that's what we're going to frame up for you today. And uh, Zach, mm-hmm. I'm going to pitch it up to you in the beginning and we'll start talking about it. And then we'll just kind of toggle this thing back and forth. How about that? Hey, I love it, Brett. And you're bowling analogy you know for those of you that maybe have bowled in your middle school uh, birthday parties or whatever it may be is a, is a, is a good analogy come on zach we, hold we, on hold on you <laughs> i guess you're so you're in podunk connorsville indiana you guys the bowling yeah. alley to you that that may mean one thing here in kansas city man people bowl <laughs> People still bowl. We've got like we've got main event. We've got we've got this place. You're that, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So so my view of bowling is like the local bar where people smoke a whole lot of cigarettes and yeah. maybe it's like a middle school kid you go to a birthday party. You know, for, for us it's all basketball. But I, I see I see the analogy you're getting at, and so I'm on board. You're on, I'm board, on board with it. Uh, I love you, Zach. <laughs> I love you, man. I love you. All right. So you you take it away. Start wherever you want with with route density, um, but. My initial viewpoint on route density, and so this is where I'm going to go ahead and, and throw you one up towards the hoop, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that in your first three years as a small business owner in the lawn and landscape in- industry, route density should not matter. What matters to you is two things, gaining attention of your end consumer, and number two, getting top line sales those first three years get attention close sales get attention close sales and so that's where i want to leave it off to you zach you take it wherever you want and then we'll guide guide them through some numbers and parameters like we said yeah way to frame it up brent you're you're exactly right route density whether you approach your marketing you know thinking of this as in you want to just cast a wide net and getting get as many sales as you can or do you want to focus in on one geographical area at a time, knock it out, maximize your margins? Yeah, because you're going to save on gas if you have all clients in one zone. You know, or do you want to cast this wide net? Yeah. So really it comes down to these two different philosophies 
are you looking to like grow your business significantly? Or are you looking for really slow, concentrated growth? And uh, I think you and I have agreed in, in talking to other listeners, uh, it sounds like a lot of you guys, the consensus is you're looking to grow. You're looking to grow as quickly as you can and as efficiently as you can. And if your goal is to grow, you're going to have to cast that wider net. You, you shouldn't be so concerned about completely saturating one individual zone or geographical area at a time as you should be about just getting your brand out there. And uh, I think with Green Again, one of your big successes you guys have been, you know, you guys have excelled at is just getting your brand name out there. So that falls into that, that philosophy of casting a wider net, not focusing so much on route density, but really just getting your name out there and growing as quickly as possible. Yeah, I so love it. you can you can touch on that. No, I, I like it, and and this may be a, a little off course, and, and the metaphor may be a little hard to tie in, but I kind of picture somebody starting a brick and mortar retail store of some sort, and in their mind they kind of have this this niche market, and they have a a target audience that they're going to go after, which is awesome. You know, anybody that that went to college for marketing, you always have to nail down like what's your target market. You know, and then mm-hmm. when you get into the real world, people start using things like B2B and B2C. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, like uh, anybody with a pocketbook, um, that's my end consumer. Or anybody with a business, that's my end consumer. And so your target market, when you get in the real world, often is, like you said, a pretty wide net. So I'm just picturing route density as this thing of you have this brick and mortar store. You're so excited to, to open up and somebody walks in and they want to buy a bunch of stuff. And you're like, you know what? I, I really want to sell you this. And I may even do it this one time, but please don't come back because you're not the most efficient client for us. And so I'm going to mm. turn down that top line revenue, send them walking with a bad taste in their mouth from my company because I'm focused on route density, because I'm focused on a certain target market. Now, this, this, again, this is a little hard to wrap your head around. It's a little fuzzy, but that to me is what route density is like in the first couple of years. You're going to say, I don't want to spend so much in gas or I want to be a little more efficient in those first few years just for the sake of route density. And so, um, Zach, I know you had touched on some numbers. I want to go over these here because I think this will help some people. So, you were saying, you know, say the average billing, let's use applications and, and mowing mm-hmm. guys out there, you can do the same number. So $60 per app at six to eight apps per year. Okay. The guys out there that mm-hmm. mow, you can do the, you can do the same thing with mowing, you know, a $35 cut. And let's say you're going to be out there 30 times a year, run the numbers, however you want, but $60, six to eight apps per year. This is going to result in annual revenue of $450. All right. And you're saying, Zach, that on average in the industry, attrition is about 10%, which means the average client will stay on for 10 years, right? That's, that's exactly right. And these, these numbers we're throwing out, these are like from a real life business, yep. real life lawn care, real data. So we're, we're not just throwing, you know, pie in the sky numbers. This is real support for you guys. Run it with your numbers, but this is the numbers we've run. Okay. So 450 bucks annually. attrition. And uh, that means a client is going to stay on for 10 years. So the lifetime revenue is what? $4,500. So what you were asking in this, in this little study, Zach is, is the cost of extra driving time and gas really 
worth not going after a lifetime client where the value of that client is $4,500 over that time span. And so this is where, when we say cast a wide net, this is what we mean. Route density doesn't matter because you are losing money. You're losing a lifetime client when all you need is oxygen and cash flow to infuse into your business. Because one thing you'll learn in the first three years Route density is all grand. It's, it's, it's this beautiful picture of an efficient company. But cash flow is what keeps you breathing. You cannot constrict your business by reducing cash flow. So every time you turn down a recurring contract that may be a little bit outside of your comfort zone, you are constricting your business. You're now tightening that mask on as you're running your business. Your business is running full speed ahead. It's on lap four and it's just tightening and tightening and tightening on your throat. If you will go outside of your little dense area a little bit, you're going to feel the cash flow. Now these jobs are not going to be your 60% profit margin jobs, but it is going to be a little extra oxygen to help you continue on that next lap around. And that's what we're getting at. Right, Zach? Hey, that's exactly right, Britt. Guys, 4,000, you know, just this is a real life example of an app business, 4,500 of lifetime revenue per new customer you can sign up. Do you really want to throw those kind of numbers away for an extra 100 to $300 a year of gas money? You know what I mean? That's kind of what we're looking at. Because if you, if you say you don't want to spread yourself too thin because they're 10 miles apart or, you know, 15, you could be potentially throwing away $4,500 of lifetime revenue for each person that you put outside your target zone. So really, we're saying it is definitely worth just bringing these people on. And then as you grow, yes, you can target in and zone in and be more efficient in your specific markets, cut down on your gas money, you know, whatever it may be. But at the beginning, it's all about just getting that subscription revenue signed up, getting your brand name out there. And that's going to reap these kind of um, exponential returns where your brand name gets out there and that's going to grow on itself and more than pay for your gas money of having a little bit more spread out clients. I like it. I like it. And the, and the other thing, like you guys have to play around with it with your business. Obviously, you know, if you have one client that is an hour away, 45 minutes away, you need to set some, you need to set some guidelines. Like, Hey, if I don't get five more by this date that produce this revenue, I'm going to have to drop this client. I understand that. Now that makes sense. We're not, we're not saying just, pick up something an hour and a half away and never grow in that area. That, that, that's, that's stupidity. That's just ignorance. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. we are saying, give yourself the opportunity to grow. You know, how, how are you going to know? So in the Kansas city market, there's so many little pockets of super dense areas. How are you going to know where you want to build route density? You know, you know, I could start in, in South Kansas city, have a really nice lawn care route. And then all of a sudden I start to head east, a little northeast, and I pick up these other clients. And yeah, I'm not as dense, but man, the pocketbooks open up a little bit, and I'm getting into more design build jobs. And so now my my breadth may my breadth. Am I saying that right? So the width of my company <laughs> may not be as much, mm -hmm. but now mm -hmm. I'm going super deep with clients. You know, so I have five clients that are 45 minutes away, but goodness, like those five clients I'm going really deep with because I'm doing one, two, three, four, five, six lines of revenue. And then whenever you get into that, now, Zach, this is a different podcast topic, but whenever you get into that depth of service for those mm -hmm. clients, the, 
um, retention on those clients goes through the roof. So we've done studies whenever we have a fertilizing and weed control account, we're at one retention rate. Whenever we add tree and shrub, it's another retention rate. Whenever we add pest control, aerating and seeding, chances of us losing that client are slim to none because now they not only have to find a guy that's good at fertilizing and weed control, they have to find a pest control company. And now they also have to find a tree and shrub company, somebody who's licensed to do that. And so the depth is there. And so this is why, guys, we say throw route density out the window in the first three years. Focus on growing top line. If you have one or two that are scattered, focusing on growing or on going deep in those areas and then marketing in those pockets where you need to fill in the gaps. And you'll be able to see little routes begin to grow. Now, Zach, I want, I want to pitch this one up to you. You also have to know like, mm-hmm. what is your end goal? You know, if my end goal is, you know, I'm a fireman by trade, obviously route density is important and, and you probably should start to hone in and maybe do the 80, 20 rule, keep 80% of mm-hmm. your, your top 80 and drop your, your bottom 20% clients. Um, so mm-hmm. you, you have to know your why and you have to know, like, if I'm just going to be a one man show, that's another story, right? Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, like we said, bring it all back to the beginning. Know your philosophy. If you're someone who has a side job, you have plenty of money on the side, and you're looking for very slow, concentrated growth with high margins, yeah, you, you can not worry so much about you know spreading yourself thin. You can focus on one spot. But if you're someone who, like a lot of our listeners, I feel like we've talked to lately, um, who this is, you know, this is your livelihood. This is what you do. You're looking to grow as quick as possible. You're looking to bring employees on. You're looking to impact your community. Throw, throw route density out the window. Try to grow that top line revenue. And then as you get yourself established in, say, five or six different geographical zones in your area, then you hone in and try to hit those markets really hard. I'll throw one more number out there for you guys that I was just running on a real-life business that I worked with um, just in 2020. I've seen. So for, what, for this business, what we do is we track how new sales come in, whether those new sales are attributed to new employees, to the owner, blah, blah, blah. For this business who has taken the route of spreading, you know, the wide net, trying to grow as quick as possible, just in this year, 60 to 70% of the new customers came on board just by brand name. 60 to 70% because of brand name. So if that company hadn't cast that wide net and hadn't put their name in all these different areas, there is no way they would be bringing in 60 to 70% based on their brand name. It would be attributed to other factors. So that just shows you, you know, and at $4,500 a pop of lifetime revenue, it shows you how valuable it is just to focus on top line, getting your name out there. And then in your, you know, after three or four years focusing on being more profitable. Love it. Love it. That's good stuff, Zach. Well, I will, uh, if you've got any finishing thoughts, go ahead and throw them in here. But I think, I think, for, for this topic, I think staying a little more broad, staying above the topic is best. Um, I hope you guys, listeners out there, understand the general idea of what we're getting across. We're not saying that you, know, you shouldn't be dense and you shouldn't drive for more efficiency and more scale in your business. What we're saying is that in the first three years, top-line revenue is super important gaining attention is super important. And every time you turn down something outside of your little dense route, you're neglecting those two items that feeds your business oxygen. 
And again, that is the top line revenue and attention. So, Zach, I appreciate you being with us um, on another growth segment, man, dropping some growth nuggets. I'm glad that you're uh, you're talking to business owners out there and helping them. Uh, we've been getting some feedback on Instagram and Facebook as well, and um, I know know the guys are enjoying chatting with you, man, um, and I know what, what, what these little growth nuggets are for, bud, is exactly what the company is called, is intentional growth. So these are companies that are not stagnant. They're not trying to hone in on one area. It's not one person. They're looking to scale, tick up, and uh, go boom, baby. Light a match and go boom. Right, Zach? Hey, you're exactly right, Brett. What, what we're saying is there's no right or wrong answer on, on some of these topics. It's all based on how you want to grow, what your philosophy is. We're just trying to give you guys some nuggets on what we've actually seen real-life data in the industry and, uh, and what we've seen work. You know, that's it. really what it comes down to. We just want to help you guys. Hey, you know how uh, some movies count like F-words? I think um, mm-hmm. for us, we're going to set, set a record number of saying like growth and nuggets in the same <laughs> podcast. <laughs> if you are growth-minded, I, I suggest maybe looking at a different podcast. Yep, that's all yep, I'm saying. Yep. I don't know. If you just want to stay if, if stagnant, is your buzzword? This probably isn't the podcast for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're a bum, go ahead. You can unsubscribe. Find another podcast. No, I love it, man. I love it, Zach. I appreciate mm-hmm. you being with us, man. I know our listeners are better for this, and uh, I know they're they're going to keep at it, and uh, hopefully take those clients a little bit outside their zone, add to the top line, and just kill it in 2021. Mm-hmm. Keep All grinding. Right. All right, bud. We'll be back with you again next week, Zach. Take it easy, my friend. You too, my friend. Thanks for having me on, Britt. Yep.